sales is a highly dynamic environment, right? So it's fast paced, changes are happening on the fly. The role of HR needs to be perceived by the business as a, not someone who is trying to impede a slowdown process. Common complaint amongst the business. One of the key things I find is that the technical expertise is built with understanding all forms of data, not just compensation. What should HR professionals look out for when it comes to sales compensation? How can HR professionals play a bigger role? Today, we chat with Ronak Marolia as he shares tips with fellow HR professionals on how to partner well with business leaders on this aspect. Ronak is a seasoned professional who helps boards and senior management to drive effective people strategies across markets globally. He has been instrumental in addressing complex business issues and working with organizations to navigate their journey to higher productivity. You are listening to Thrive in Asia, a community of HR professionals sharing HR practices that matter in Southeast Asia. Let's get started. My name is Ronak Merolia. I've started with Aon on all people solutions, including rewards, talent, executive remuneration, and performance. Recently, I've moved to a pharmaceutical company managing internal projects. Sales is a highly dynamic environment, right? So it's fast-paced. The ambition is to make sure that you're managing this very core set of people with, with the right principles and aligning them to the company aspiration. I led Salesforce effectiveness for Aon, primarily advising people agendas. My clientele included people for organizations from banking, asset management, retail, technology, and life sciences. All of this have a big Salesforce. When we talk about sales compensation with our clients, we observe that sales compensation is actually managed directly by the business. Functions such as finance, HR have in many cases a contributing role and the extent of contribution varies. The key challenge at an organization level is how do we manage salespeople? Let's say an organization is having a bad deal and, and you still have salespeople who are making three times their target bonuses or target incentives. The question CFO would be asking is something's not right, right? Like my firm's not making money, but the salespeople seem to be having a field day out of it. That's one of the key concerns. From an HR standpoint, there are considerations that need to be taken into account uh, more in terms of how the salespeople link to the larger organization. Because they still need to kind of embed the value, culture, and behave in the right manner. As a matter of fact, if we look at MAS's guidelines for, for financial institutions, they actually talk about the, the need for control functions to have more oversight on sales incentives and promote ethical behaviors. How should we be supporting the sales function in terms of compensation? The role of HR needs to be perceived by the business as a, not someone who is trying to impede a slowdown process. Common complaint amongst the business. Sales comp can operate as quick as on a monthly basis, sometimes even on a fortnightly basis. That's a very fast turnaround. HR can play a critical role, provide a framework, a holistic way of assessment, backing it up with data and information. Basically, showcasing that they understand the business as well as the other side. It's not about going out and saying, hey, you can't pay these people at this level because mm. our benchmarks are not there. The benchmark is used for reference. But are we able to comment on the fact that, hey, you have 50% of your salespeople who are performing above the threshold? Your targets are, are, are something that need to be reviewed because uh, this seems either you have really exceptional talent in sales or targets are not scratched. For example, as HR starts to talk more, business lingo starts to understand the nuances of that operational speed and efficiency that is required. HR puts itself in a good place to, to start 
being really the advisor to the business head on these matters. We have to be technically savvy. We have to understand our business, be able to analyze it, work with our business leaders to present solution. Before we can present our solutions, how do we build that credibility, that technical credibility? One of the key things I find is that the technical expertise is built with understanding all forms of data, not just compensation. For example, when I think of sales compensation, I think of a competitiveness to the market. How are we able to compete using remuneration uh, to attract and retain the best talent? Aligning to the business strategy and that manifests itself in terms of the metrics, the weightages between the metrics. The last part is effectiveness, which is really the administration and is operational processes and technology able to support. Knowing more of this builds our technical expertise. How do we enable trust? It's really about breaking that barrier that we're not a controller but an enabler. Here's a case example. One of client had different sales plans. I mean, HR could go back and say that, hey, I feel that these are things that need to be. That would be met with little enthusiasm. But if we are able to create a regional architecture of what sales comp should means for us, what it wants to drive, and what are the things that the countries can change on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. We are actually not saying that he cannot do this because it does not align with business outlook but we're reframing it to say that this is our business strategy and these are the levers that enable you to run your businesses as quickly and smoothly as possible as long as you're within that purview of the framework the businesses do not need to run through the bureaucracy every time they make a tactical change i thought that was a smart thing at the same time we come back on a periodic basis and see if we are achieving the larger scale objectives that we set out to achieve if not what are the things that can be improved all with the lens of how do we improve revenue growth. In your experiences as a consultant and now as a corporate HR professional, how can we get quick wins? There are certain symptomatic checks for, for sales programs that I used to use that could trigger conversations. For example, the top 25% of your sales, what portion of the incentive are they carrying? There's a rule of thumb, half of the incentive pot should go to the top 25% earners. Let's say the top 25, only 25%, then you have room to ask whether the plan is really motivating enough. That's one example. Another, you could look at the distribution of target achievement. Let's say you see two peaks at the far end and the high end, just as an example. That could be another reference to say that if something is not right. At an, at an operational level, you need to be accurate. You cannot afford errors in terms of any reporting. The other is interpreting that data on the fly. The, information that we used to use really well, which is cost of sales, competitiveness to market. Let's say a company which has a high turnover, low market percentiles and low cost, that probably the answer is in raising salaries because that's where the gap is. Making sense of these tidbits of data and, and nudging them in conversation. Like, in a nutshell, how would you summarize your sharing for today? I would just say that sales compensation is not like a T-Rex which you should be scared of. HR has value that it can contribute. Second, be very close to the business, understand what the business wants and needs and try and align to that. Thank you so much, Rona, for sharing with us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Chick. Thank you so much for listening into Thrive in Asia. Hit subscribe or visit thriveinasia.com for more HR practices that matter in Southeast Asia. We look forward in serving you in the next episode. Bye for now.